Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. I decided to clap again this time. Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila. And today we're here to talk about creating product pages that sell. Yeah. And this is a, this is a big deal, guys. I don't know. Like we, we're testing out, by the way, we're testing out doing Facebook Live today. So if you are watching on Facebook, welcome. Uh, we're not going to be chatting a lot. We've got Hannah watching, but, um, you know, we really just want to test to see if this works well. And, uh, and it's if you see if you guys like uh, interacting with the podcast that way. Um, but this is an important episode because the product page is really uh, what an e-commerce site is all about, isn't it, Mark? Yeah. So, you know, the first thing that we put in our notes is just, you know, what is a product page, right? And we really want to talk, define that specifically because I think we do our best to define everything specifically on this podcast. And when we talk about the product page, we're talking about a singular page that's going to focus on um a very specific product. So this might be um, like the shirt I'm wearing now. You know, I printed this uh, Christmas shirt, you know, on a, dig- on a digital heat effects uh, printer. And uh, if we're selling this exact shirt, this it would be the page that only represents this shirt and nothing else. Uh, and and it could, this could be anything. So it could be a very specific shirt like this, or it could be something um, mildly more general, like a cap that you offer custom embroidery on. So uh, it's not a specific design, but it's a specific cap. And you could even go a little further out and just have a product page that's just you offer in custom embroidered hats. And it's about selling all of those, right? It's right. so, a more general kind of product page. Yeah, but it, it is very specific to an item and it, ha- and it does need to have a specific goal on the page, which can kind of tie into um, what we're going to talk about soon. So I won't get into that goal yet. Yeah. But I, I, I think that, you know, the, the importance of the product page on any website is that that's, it's got the link at the top that you're going to use to sell that product specifically. Yep. So if you're going to do an advertisement on Facebook, or if you're going to be talking to a customer and you want them to look at this specific item, you know, it's going to be that product page link that you're going to say, send. You wouldn't say go to, um, I'm not going to ask any of you to go to coldessie.com and look for information on the ProSpangle. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm going to send you to the Pro Spangle product page, you know, and because that's that's going to be the shortest distance between what you're looking for and what we have to offer. Um, it's also where uh, people are going to find you organically. Yeah, if someone's looking for um, a patch kit in order to do embroidered patches, they don't end up on Coleman and Company's homepage. They end up on one of the product pages for the patch kit. Yeah. So- that's that's a great point on that, which is why that product page should exist and it's specific about the product and why you have multiple product pages. So having a, a website is, uh, I, I would say, is great. Having a general website that just says about me and contact me and contact us, things like that, just some very general pages is great. But if you want to improve uh, SEO, search engine optimization, that you sell Christmas shirts, then you would have a Christmas shirt page, Um, or that you do embroidered caps, you would have an embroidered back 
Caps product page. And if you're doing things right and listening to this podcast and, and reading and researching, you're going to do SEO practices that work out well. So two things happen. You are going to receive that organic traffic. And if you look at analytics of any website, um, most of the traffic oftentimes isn't coming to the homepage. It's spread out amongst all the product pages. Um, and the second thing will happen is just like you said, you have a link to share. So if you're on social media and somebody says, do you sell Christmas shirts or embroidered hats? You have an actual link to a page that's specific to that, not just your homepage. Right. And I, I'd say, you know, if you guys, if you have a Shopify store or WooCommerce, or even if you list, list stuff on eBay, you know, if you've done a product page before, what, what one of the goals of this podcast is to, this episode is to help you avoid just checking the box for any little part of that product page. So there's, there's no part of that page that, and we'll get into the, into the things that you need to look at, but there's no part of that page that you should just say, okay, I've got this picture that I took once of a, of a cap that I did. And I'm going to say the description is going to be, it's an embroidered cap. You've seen those before, right? Right. So, you know, it's not going to be these just like, oh, um, yep. I did all my product pages or 20 products. It took me like 10 minutes. No, right? You, you, need to, you need to craft these pages and treat them like the most important page on your website. Yeah, and what I like about what you said there is, um, is kind of uh, one of the points that we make is that if you're gonna, like don't have a website if it's not gonna be good. Just don't have one. We've said that before. Like just yeah. have a Facebook page because Facebook is gonna look nice. Um, you know, just have an Instagram page or, or Pinterest, you know, board, whatever, whatever you want to do. But if you're going to do something, try to do it right, at least to the best of your ability. Right doesn't mean perfect, right? You know, right means doing it well and just uh, looking to go better over time, maybe seeking perfection. But you don't have to build it perfect. You want to build it right. And when we're talking about a product page, we're going to provide here 10 things plus a well, what I just said was a bonus thing at the end. Um, that you need to do for every product page or just don't have product pages. I love, I love how you try to convince people to stay to the end of this three and a yeah. half hour. I mean, the bonus is not good. <laughs> okay. Just not one of the 10 things. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. It's not like no, nobody's getting an iPhone from the CAS podcast or anything. Like uh, no, but we could do that. We, we, we could, Yeah, we, we could. but it's a possibility. All right, I'm going to try it. Folks, if you want that, email. No, please. <laughs> All right. So um, let's just go ahead and talk about the 10 things you should do on a product page for a website. So it, it just makes it good. So it makes it right. And um, this is particularly, these are particularly easy to do when you're nice and small, right? So if you're just starting your website or if you've got 20 or 40 or even a hundred products, you could do this on all of these in a reasonable amount of time. Um, when you have, when your store gets really big over time, um, then it becomes harder to do. So do it from the beginning. And we chase this stuff on the Coleman and company store. Now we have product pages that don't need all 10 of these things, but we have 10,000 pages. Yeah. And so we're having to backtrack on things that weren't done, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, let's just go right into number one. Right. So, so that is, is know your goal. So give, give us a couple of options, Mark, on what, uh, what some potential goals are for a product page. Sure. So um, when you land on a product page, I think it's really, there's two or three of them really. Um, buy now, 
right? So you want them to add it to the cart and buy something. So that would be a goal, um, generally, generally speaking. Um, the second would be to call, you know, call, um, and I'm gonna put live chat in there too. So call yep. or live chat, talk to us. And the third one will be to um, fill out some sort of a form. Right. So fill out a product request form or a questionnaire or something like that. And that's generally speaking, what I would say almost um, most product pages are going to want you to do. And, and the defining thing is going to be um, maybe how complicated the product is and if you have an e-commerce store. Right. So, for example, on, um, on Coleman and Company and bestblanks.com, you know, almost every product page um, ends in a buy button mm -hmm. because that's, that's what we want you to do is we want you to go there and just buy stuff. Yeah. Um, if you go to any of our equipment sites like digitalheatfx.com or to um, prospangle.com or DTG printer machine, then um, you can't click and buy something. So our product pages are designed to encourage you to chat with us or call us or fill out a form. Yes, and that and all of this just uh, generally clearly makes sense, right? Because if somebody is interested in buying a direct-to-garment printer or something like that, uh, it's a more complex sale. There's questions to be asked. There's options to be had. Um, it's a good amount of money. Um, there's things you're generally not buying something of that size on a credit card. Things like that for purchasing supplies online. Um, we don't need, we don't necessarily need to generate a phone call or have you fill out a form to buy some uh, bobbins for your embroidery machine. It's right. kind of, it's a very simple sale. It's, this is the right, this is the price. This is the type of bobbin, you know, our quality. If you're interested, here's how you buy it. And, and so all these things make sense. So um, a Christmas shirt is a just nice, clear example. It doesn't require a lot of conversation. You describe the product, what it is. It's, it's $25. And uh, provide your credit card, and you will get one. Yeah, um, and I think that uh, hey, I think that if we focus on you know the things that the people that have e-commerce sites for just a second, the idea that you want someone to buy something now is an important thing to write on a sticky note and put on the wall by your computer because mm -hmm. when you look at every page, every product page on your website, you know, the first thing that, that you need to do in, in recognizing your goal is going through there and make sure somebody can do that. Because I've been to e-commerce websites mm -hmm. where things are offered for sale and you can't click the buy now button because there is none. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so yeah. just keep that goal in mind, whichever one it is, through the rest of the nine steps. Yeah, so, so make sure that the, the, the functionality of the page meets the goal. And then that kind of can, can lead us, um, you know, maybe into the second one. Um, not a super smooth transition, but one that I am forcing through. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so once you know what your goal is, um, it's important to tell them what the product is. Quick. Big and bold and then short and sweet. And that's kind of how I write it down. It's big and bold, then short and sweet. So what does that mean is um, what is the product? You know, uh, Christmas Santa t-shirt, big, bold, easy to see. Um, I'm not mistaking when I land on that page. It takes me a second or less to realize what it is. Yep. Okay. And then uh, short and sweet. So now I don't need three paragraphs right away on it. I need a sentence or two or three, whatever it is, something you can read in a couple seconds that says what it is. 100% cotton Santa riding a reindeer t-shirt. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, and if, and then, and you can add other things, men's ladies, you know, uh, you can add some other little product description. Yeah. In there. And this, this is pretty much naturally divided up in a lot of, um, in a lot of e-commerce sites, you know, they will offer you the opportunity to put in a short description and a long mm-hmm. description. Yeah. So what you're talking about is that short description to get people's attention, let them know what it is. You know, you can either just hit the buy button or frequently it's scroll down a little bit for the rest of the information or click to the left or right and read the specifications, et cetera. Yeah. And, and, and depending on what platform you're using, you may not have a section to put multiple things in and such, but um, it is important that near the title underneath that, under the big and bold, you have the short and sweet because what is hap- what will happen and how people shop online. And you'll notice if you do this, um, have you ever actually, and I'm sure you you have, everyone has, you've been shopping online with somebody right? Or looking at things online and you're in control of the mouse or the phone or tablet. And someone says, you're going too fast for me. Oh right? yeah. And that's, and the reason why everyone has heard that, even if you might be a little slow, um, not mentally slow. I didn't mean that as an insult. I just mean, you like to shop slow. You like, you like to, you like to scroll slow. You like to read everything <laughs> you like. Yeah. But, but really the reason why you hear that is because you're in control of the situation. Your eyes are doing a, and your brain is really quick moving through things. You're looking at that main title and you're looking for ladies shirt. As soon as you don't see the word ladies, you click back or you click next or you yeah. scroll because you're searching for that in the big and bold. Um, and, and it, and then, of course, and then the short and sweet, your look underneath that is this, you know, is this cotton, right? So maybe that's like, that's part of the, the big and bold is ladies, ladies Santa shirt. And in the small, is it cotton? Because I only like cotton t-shirts. And that's what you're looking for. So you're giving people the ability to shop quickly. And this is the same, this can be said the same as, um, you know, packaging in the store when you're grocery shopping. It's clear which, it's, it's clear that it's Coca-Cola and then then it's clear that it's diet or sugar-free because those might be the two things you're seeking. So that's, that's, a, what- that, that, that's a good analogy. And I'll also say that, you know, while you're doing this process, if you've had your site up for a while is you've got to be really careful about, um, you know, because you're obviously very familiar with your products. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. might not tend to describe them in a way that your customer, that would be clear to your customer. You know, like if you do um, BTG printing, for example, Mm -hmm. you might say, you know, in your product description, you may want to say DTG printed full color shirt, Mm -hmm. which means a lot if you say that to Mark Vila or myself. Yeah. Or you might say digital heat FX transfer printed shirt, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. And the average customer is going to have no idea what you're talking about. They just want a shirt. Yeah. So, so, you know, make sure that you're looking at it not from your perspective and what you want to say about it yet. Yeah. Make sure that short description and the headline is what your is geared around what your customer might be looking for. Yeah. That's, it's a good point. It's a good point. So what is somebody more likely looking for um, a top quality shirt or a DTG printed shirt right, right? now? Now one might say um, those are uh, synonymous if you understand what it is that a direct-to-garment printed shirt is really nice. Look, feel, wash, everything, it's super nice. Um, That's what the customer wants. So, but they're not necessarily gonna understand DTG or not. 
Um, we have a guest in the background here for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Work from home. Um, so, uh, um, but anyway, um, when we're so when we're talking about um, that, you would say you say top quality T-shirt, you know, something like that. Top top quality print, whatever words you want to use. But if you're trying to convey to the customer that it's of supreme quality, use words like that rather than saying DTG print because you're proud of it and you spent a bunch of money on the printer and hours learning it. Yep. Um, it doesn't mean anything. So I think it's great. Um, avoid jargon, explain things that it's just, what do you think the customer is looking for? Yep. Now and I, I would say, you know, look at it on the page, you know, do a preview, um, make sure it's easy to read and understand, show it to somebody that has no idea, you know, about anything that you do, uh, you know, maybe send them a link and see, you know, okay, tell me what you understand about this garment or this product offering um, when you read this. You know, and they might tell you, oh, I wish I wish you would have said it was V-neck. Like I can see it in the picture. You know, maybe that's maybe in your marketplace. If you're selling just women's shirts, it's probably a big deal, whether it's a V-neck or crew. You know, yeah. so yeah. whether it's lightweight or uh, heavier cotton. You yeah. Know, those, those are things that, you know, tell them, tell them what it is and make sure what you tell them is both descriptive and kind of motivating. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, that's great. That's great. And, and then, so then now that we have that, right. Um, the next general thing you're going to do in that is, is you're going to um, ask them to take some action. And it's not necessarily in this order, but, but uh, these are like, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be one, two, three, as you mentioned right. before, the bind button might be on the right or, or, or on the left or top or whatever it is, but this is just part of the checklist. So, um, you know, you're going to ask them to take the action that you want from the number one. So number one was, you knew what your goal was. The second one is a very clear and very obvious action. So like you mentioned before, which was very important, if it's to buy, make sure there is a add to cart or buy now button. If yep. it's a call in, make sure the phone number is very easy to see. The live chat, make sure the live chat's easy to see. Um, if it's to complete a form, make sure the form is right there or it, or it says, you know, complete survey or complete order form, whatever that might be. Yeah. And I would say, you know, at this point, you know, you're going to need to do a visual review to make sure that, you know, when your product page is live, that you can actually actually see this because I've I've dealt with a few customers um, one that sells classes that in her, um, in her e-commerce software, there's just no way she can physically make the buy now button show up above the fold. You always have to scroll and it's super frustrating, you know? So, um, she actually had to create an image of a buy now button, copy the link and embed it into the description. So, you know, whatever you have to do to make it, um, clear and easy for them to take action you know this is this is when they this is the decision point mm -hmm. right if they if they click a button and nothing happens they're just going to shop somewhere else where yeah. it's easier you know yeah. so make it make it clear um buy now call in live chat and if you pick one of those you have to make sure that you know what's going to happen after hours mm -hmm. If you, if you don't have chat or chat messages, or if you don't have a good voicemail, if someone calls in, you know, do you want people to do that? Yeah. Right? So, so keep that in mind, ask them to take action, but
but but think about that action that they take as well. Yeah, I actually like that a lot too, um, where a lot of places by the phone number, they will put their hours. You know, that's very, that's, that's typical. Um, or by the, the live chat, we'll have an on and off function. And sometimes it's even automatic at, at 8 a.m. It goes online and at 6 p.m. it delivers a offline message, leave us a message or email us type of a message. Um, and the same with you know buying now you know you want to make sure that it works you want to make sure your shop, shopping cart works all these things so functionality of course is not on the list but is important as you mentioned um or in the very beginning you know everything yeah. needs the work that we do here um so that's not on the list and that's that wasn't the bonus one by the way oh man i'm just go i went with when i created the list or when when we created the list whatever however we want to write say that um but when the list was created um, there was an assumption everything was going to work. <laughs> yeah, true. So, true. but it's good. It's good to say that, though. Um, but you and I know we would never assume. Well, the problem is, is, is oftentimes um, folks won't check, they won't test, or they won't test frequently. Um, yeah. well, so it is important because things will um, will stop working for various reasons and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, one final comment I wanted to make on this. Um, taking the action portion of it is don't allow the platform that you're using to prevent you from being able to do it. So for example, um, you mentioned how, um, you know, you knew somebody who had to kind of make it work, right. To get what they wanted. So it's important to do that, which means, um, for one, I mean, just if they have support where you're, and if you have a website platform, more than likely to have support, contact them. Right, contacting your website support is just as important as contacting your equipment support. And plenty yeah. of folks are, you know, if you're happy to call up to ask questions about your equipment, make sure you're calling your website support too. Um, if you're particularly prideful and won't call in and ask for help, then um, don't allow that to be an excuse. Just ask for help. The um, anybody who I know who is really good at technical things online, they read the manual and then if they can't find it they open up a ticket because they need to get the right answer and they need to to do it right so yeah. you should do that too all right so i like um tell me about number four here which is um offer more for those who want it what do yeah. you mean by that is like sure. so bigger quantities or uh no actually what i mean by that is specifically um a more description okay. right so so some folks will say, we'll see ladies, you know, ladies, Christmas, Santa shirt, hundred percent cotton shirt, black. That's good enough for them. Yeah. And a good picture. Yeah. And well, the picture, we haven't gotten to the picture yet, yeah. but, but that's good enough for them at that point in time, the description, the words we're using um, yep. um, specifically. So the big and bold and the short and sweet. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Um, other folks, that is not enough information for them or other products require a lot more information to really get specific. So what this could be, um, you might have customers that want to know um, what type of cotton is it? What's the weight of the cotton? Is it pre-shrunk cotton or not? Is it organically sustainably sourced cotton? You know, I mean, these are, or, these are all um, thick questions people might have. And some of these things require longer explanation you know, explanations of what they are. Now, t-shirts can be easier um, sometimes, but if you if you are going to need to describe further what the product is, why it's great. So maybe in the more section is where you might you might describe DTG printing at that point in time. Yeah. 
You might describe the deeper details of the shirt of uh, where it's manufactured, if it's ring spun or combed cotton. You might describe why that's important. So you might say it's ring spun cotton. Here's why that's important. Here's why this is better than the cheap t-shirt you bought online once before. So this is for, these are for the folks who are interested, but they're not sold yet. So you so offer them more. I, I, I would also say, you know, this is not, this is not optional. You know, if you have a place to yeah. put more in your e-commerce site, then you should put more because all of the things that Mark just said, describing is not just a way to help you refer back to number one of your goal. The goal is to sell the shirt. Yeah. So mm -hmm. All of these words will not only help you sell the shirt to the people that choose to consume that information, but it will help Google find the shirt online. Mm -hmm. The more text you can use to describe an item, the more searches it's going to match when people are looking. Yeah. So um, I would definitely pay attention to this section as much or more than anything else we've talked about. I agree. And and this more for those who want it, because not again, not everyone not needs more to make the decision, but many right. people will. So um, this could be more text, more words. Uh, but we're also talking about more images, more videos, um, bullet lists of features, um, possibly a sizing chart if we're talking about apparel, um, some sort of specification sheet, whatever it might be. The more information you need because, because you will have folks out there that they will decide to buy somewhere else that sells the same exact thing as you because that website provided the more that they needed to know to make them comfortable to buy online. Yeah, absolutely. And that absolutely. might just be the measurements of the shirt, as an example. It might be if it's listed as um, as cotton or not, because um, I've, I've gone on to websites where they don't say what the material of the shirt is made out of. Right. And then if somebody is looking for 100% cotton, they might not make that decision to buy, even though it is. You'd, but, but you as the owner of the website or that website did not write that, did not write that. Um, it was questionable and they went ahead and purchased the one off a different website. Yeah, I mean, it may be, it may be that um, I know that uh, we've been talking a lot about around the office about Vapor Apparel, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and they've got cert, uh, shirts with built-in sunscreen. Right. So, so with UV protection, mm -hmm. you know, that may be something that you put in the more that um, tilts somebody over the edge and, you know, buys those dozen or two dozen shirts from you instead of the guy that's selling the same shirt, but doesn't mention that. Yeah. And, and these are all decisions to make because one might argue that the, uh, the UFP should be um, in the short and sweet. And yeah. someone else say, well, that's not the point of this sale but I will put it in there as additional information. So there's not one clear answer to all this stuff. You should look at all of, you should just look at all of it, make sure it's all included and we'll get into, um, the, but some of this falls into that bonus section that's at the end, Mark. Okay. Well, geez, I keep, all right. So, so in that case, let's move on and talk about um, addressing the concerns or potential concerns of your customer. Yeah. Um, do, would you like to do, talk about this a little bit? Um, sure. It, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you, it, it's preemptively comparing your product to, to other inferior products. 
So for example, when we talk about the Avance commercial embroidery machine, we frequently compare it to more expensive prosumer style uh, sewing machines. So, you know, you can get an Avance for, I think they're around $12,000 right now, you know, and there are some consumer machines that are $15,000 and don't have near the commercial features that the Avance does. So we'll spend a lot of time, you know, comparing one or six needles versus 15 needles and um, commercial construction for working eight hours a day instead of just, you know, two hours a, a weekend that's, mm -hmm. um, you know, consumer machines. So we'll go through that, you know, if your concern is reliability, if your concern is longevity of the equipment, um, if your concern is, you know, if you're in the t-shirt business that, you know, maybe the the t-shirts that you used to buy used to twist in the dryer or they shrink or the design flakes off or any of those things. This is where you can, in this product description is where you can head those concerns off at the pass. Yeah. And that's just perfect examples you gave at the end there that um, this is a, this, uh, the, this is a quality shirt. It's not going to shrink the first time you wash it, you know, because, and this is just an assumption that we can make from the beginning, right? That most of us have owned a shirt that you bought it, wore it once, washed it, and then you can never wear it again. You know, it's this way, and now it's a belly shirt or something like that. My, my wife has a nice, a nice um, shirt collection specifically because of because of that. Yeah. So, so if your pro, if you know you're purchasing a product that does not do that, it's a good idea to mention it. That will help somebody. Like, like for example, you know, this is a this was a five dollar polo that I got. Yeah. You and know. And the collars, you know, they always turn up at the corner, which drives me nuts. Yeah. So yeah. if you if you're purchasing a polo that specifically has that, um, then that as a feature that it does not do that it is a great yeah. idea to explain that to folks. Um, uh, colors won't fade on the shirt. This is this is one of those shirts where the black is not going to look gray after a couple of washes, whatever right. it might be. You could also talk about the quality of your work, um, the quality of the artwork that you produce. Uh, if you've gotten custom embroidery done before, we promise you that, you know, we do the best job to make your logo look like, like a premium logo. It's not just yeah. not it's not cheap. It's not cheaply made. Um, so these are various things you can say. So if you know that there's concerns from customers out there that are likely to happen, I would address them um, in any way that you can. And if you are unsure what the concerns are, then you could take some advice from previous episodes where we talk about surveying customers when doing product research, um, surveying existing or surveying potential customers, surveying people, you know, random people, um, surveying people who have purchased products from you before, survey your friends and family. Yeah, that's usually the easiest one to do, especially for stuff like this. Selling T-shirts is easy because or hats or anything like that. You you call all the folks that, you know, or send them an email and say, what what did what were some of the three or four things you really didn't like about a T-shirt that you bought one time? Yeah. You know and, what? I'll give you I'll give you an inside thing of, of what has driven us crazy at Cold Essie in the past mm -hmm. is Mark. Is that a is that a Cold Essie shirt that you're wearing? This shirt right here? Yes. Yeah. And so is, that's the DT4000? Um, you know what? I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't know because it, I found it in my drawer yesterday. Because I, I, I'm saying that because it, it looks... Be, it probably is, though. Or it looks super black. 
it looks yes. super black. Like you can hardly see the shirt in the chair behind you. Except yeah, that your shirt is blacker. And if you're doing a full color print, like that makes a huge difference because we've printed two shirts from two different brands or two for two different models and not really understood why the design didn't look as good until we put them next to each other and realize it's just not the same black. Yeah. yeah. You know, so if you're going to sell a black shirt, you can say, you know, you can have a picture of, hey, this is the black shirt that we created. Have you ever had a black shirt that looks like this? Yeah. It's and it's great. really kind of a dark gray. And this, so addressing these concerns is part of the more information. So uh, you yeah. just mentioned an additional additional text and additional uh, image. And you also might make a video that says why our shirts are are um, richer and blacker than other shirts you've owned. And you can bring up yeah. shirts, show examples, show washed, and compare them. And it could be a great selling tool. That little video can be a great selling tool for any shirt that's that you sell that's black because maybe you offer two or three styles or brands that are partic offer a particularly rich black, which um, you, again, you mentioned is a great feature for images looking good. And, and folks want to buy a black shirt, not for it to look gray. Otherwise they would have bought yeah. a gray, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, so next. Um, the next one, um, we put um, live chat on here. So um, most of the time, live chat software is free. Um, it's less intrusive than having to call somebody. People on, not everybody, but some folks, when they know they have to pick up the phone to call, they are immediately concerned. Am I going to get somebody? Is it going to go to voicemail? Am I going to have to listen to 20 different prompts to get somebody? After those 20 prompts, is it immediately going to send me somewhere I don't want to be? Um, is the person I'm going to get be able to answer my question? Or are they going to transfer me around eight times? Those are concerns with phone calls. Yep. Um, where a chat is a lot lighter. And also you can be multitasking and doing things. So you might be shop, somebody might be shopping while they're on a, on a bus or in a waiting room at a doctor's office um, or at a really boring family dinner. <laughs> I mean, who knows where they are, but they're not focused on it, but they also can't talk. So live chat is a great way to communicate silently and, and in the message of um, texting and social media and stuff like that, you know, being able to chat um, silently is a great feature for your product and your website. Yeah. And you can even use Facebook as your chat if you want to, or, or WhatsApp. There are a lot of, you know, it's pretty easy to put chat on your site. I've been arranged. Um, I know somebody with a, uh, that uses an answering service. They pay people to answer their phone and the answering service just added a chat function. Yeah, so they'll, there's a lot. There's a they'll, lot of they'll answer the, they'll answer the chat for you too. So Live chat is very easy. I am one of those guys who will not physically call anybody. <laughs> and you know what you mentioned about like the WhatsApp and things like that. You can provide a WhatsApp link and you know, that's yep. not, that might not be mainstream enough in my opinion to do unless there's a way for somebody to do it by texting a number, but you can also yep. put text us here, you know, or yep. Facebook message us here and they can click it and it takes them to Facebook messenger to you. You know, there's a million ways to do this for free. Um, I just highly recommend this. I, I did write um, that these are, we said you have to do all these things. This is the only one I questioned if you a hundred percent have to. Right. Um, you I don't have to, but it's free. So do it anyway. Yes. That's, that's what <laughs> I think. It, somebody, somebody's going to want to chat with you someday. 
and they're going to want to give you a big order, but you don't have a chat. So you're not you're going to lose a sale if you don't have it, which is why it made it to the list. You 100% will lose sales at some point in time. It might not be a million bucks, but you will lose sales. And we all talked about the value of gaining a customer and the lifetime value of customer. And this one customer can really could have a snowball impact to massively yeah. change the business. That's right. So, and, and the, and the next one, the, the next one is kind of like the same thing. Basically it's in the same line and that's to let them let, let people call you. Yeah. This is super inconvenient for a lot of people, especially if it's a, uh, if you, if this is a side hustle for you. Yeah. Then um, it, it might be really inconvenient, but you should still provide a phone number for people to call. Like, yeah. There's like you mentioned, there's very inexpensive answering services out there that are based in the US that they'll answer the phone call for you and forward it to you, take messages for you, you know, that just simply that they just simply say, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just a receptionist. I can't help you out with that today, but I'll have, you know, I'll have so and so call you, you know, um, or you know, however you want them to say, you know, I'm just yeah. answering service. They're they're with clients right now, whatever it might be. So as a, you could have a phone number, even if it's a side hustle, because not everyone has um, somebody might be a server and then also have a, have a t-shirt shop or an embroidery shop. You can't really answer your phone or reply to live chat. If you're a server. But, but what, but what you can do is you could get a Google voice number or something like that on your phone and then just have a great um, message for people to leave you a message. You'll be say, Hey, I'm, I'm busy with another customer right now, but as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to call you right back. Leave me all your information. Yes. Um, and, uh, and then the next time you get a break, take 10 minutes and call the customer. Yeah. yeah and you could up. say in there, this is not one of those voicemails where somebody doesn't answer and never calls you back. Yeah, exactly. We'll call you back as soon as possible, you know, or within a period of time or whatever, or whatever that might be. Um, just make it friendly and nice. You know what I don't like? I don't like when some, when I, when I get to a voicemail and it sounds like I'm being lectured. Or I'm in trouble, like something like. Oh yeah, you got a smile on those things. Like like mine, like mine, like why are you calling me? That, that's why true. are you calling me? Don't leave me a message. I'm not going to call you back. Yeah, you should email me. <laughs> I was gonna ask, um, you know, um, our IT department about just turning off my voicemail. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I don't want any. Um, but 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 I digress. But we're not selling. We're we're not selling. Well, we're 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 we do online marketing. We yeah. If you so so if you guys want to contact us online, yeah, we're excited to talk to you about almost anything having to do with marketing. But our but Colemanandcompany.com, bestblanks.com, coldessie.com, all these places, I'll have phone numbers. Yep. I'll have live chat. You can get somebody on the, during business hours, you can get somebody on the phone. Um, if you yep. leave a voicemail, somebody will call you back. If you, um, and if we're not there, the live chat offers it a way to leave a message. Yeah. And some, sometimes you'll even hear from one of our salespeople on the weekends or at night. Yeah. So, so I would say, you know, definitely it's a great idea to do this. If you have the live chat on the site and it's unfortunately mostly at the away message, the we're not here, leave a message. It's there. So yeah, even if still you there. are, say, you, let's say you work a job where you cannot ever do that. And when you do have your short breaks, you got to eat and use the restroom, right? Yeah. You know, so you don't have time to do it. Fine, then you have the live chat. You can always, it could be on on um, 
go go to voice go to message whatever you want to call it 90% of the time but you're going to find that if it's there and you're generating there's a lot of factors to generating traffic on your site that we're not referring to we're assuming people are getting there um, there's other podcasts about making sure of that but if people are coming to your website you will get messages every single night we have messages on from all of our websites from the live chat they know it's offline and they just say, hey, I have some questions. Can you call me tomorrow? Or can you email me this? Or how can I get a sample or whatever it might be? So it's yep. going to be good for you. You'll get, you'll get business. Got uh, it. Okay, So good. The, the next one is really where uh, I'd love to do another separate podcast just on this because yeah. it's so important. Um, and that is uh, doing, making good photos, videos, or GIFs. Yeah. It's, because it's, people don't, there's a reason why you don't go to many e-commerce sites and and just see text yeah there's a there's a picture of the product and people spend that there are people who's we have an art director whose whose primary job is to make our websites and our products look amazing mm-hmm. and she does that yeah you know um and if if you don't have somebody to do that for you you know you still need to spend as much time as possible um, making the uh, the image or how you present your product look great. Yeah, and and there you might need to learn some things to do this. So um, you might take a picture, but the website software you have um, requ- prefers or requires a certain size image. Maybe it has to be square. You know, maybe it has to be whatever it might be. Um, and you might have to alter your image that way. And you might yeah. not know how to do that. Um, so. So don't try to jam it in there because you don't know how to do it. You know, ask for help, pay for help, look, take yeah. the time to learn it, whatever it is, do it right, um, however you can. Most everybody knows somebody who is willing to help them. Man, I, I think that's true. And this is definitely one of the times that you want to go back up to the know your goal. Mm-hmm. You want somebody to see that picture and press the buy button. Yeah. Yeah. So is that picture good enough for somebody to hit the buy button? It can't be fuzzy. It can't be really far away. It can't be washed out. If you're not getting a good image again, uh, you know, if you, if you keep trying to take a picture of this embroidered hat and it never looks good to you, go to YouTube and search how to do it. Hire somebody to take the pictures for you. Ask or, or, or find, or find a teenage girl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and ask her if this picture looks good. And then she'll say, no, that's terrible. Let me take it for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really anybody under, under, most people now have a great phone with an amazing camera on it and know how to take a great picture. You have a thousand dollar camera in your pocket. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. More than likely you have a thousand dollar camera in your pocket. Use it. Um, If you don't know how to use it, definitely. It's a great, uh, in my opinion, for a family business, which a lot of folks who might be listening to this, if you have teenage kids or cousins or, you know, something like that, that are teenagers and you give them a job to um, take pictures of your product, your phone or their phone, and maybe take all the pictures and make them square. They're going to probably know how to do it. Yep. They, and if you've got some motivated ones, I mean, not all these kids are going to be motivated. Many of them are just going to want to, you know, kids these days, Fortnite, you know, but a lot of them would be more than I think I, and I think more than less, honestly, I think a lot more than less will be excited to have a job and be a part of the business, especially if there's a little reward. Yeah. You know, I agree. Now I I will give you, I'll give you a, a shortcut to a better picture. Okay. If you're having trouble taking a picture of anything, um, 
take it outside on a sunny day. Yeah. Put it on, set it somewhere and take a picture in the sunlight and it'll be 10 times better and more interesting. Yeah, absolutely. If you take the picture on, on, on some grass or on a wooden table, picnic table outside, go to a park, take pictures, you know, in cool spots. Um, you can put it on the sand where, uh, you can put it on the sand where, um, you know, the play box for kids, you know, and all these things oh, are like that. go to the beach, you know, to take them, take them outside. You can get better backgrounds and sometimes it'll be more interesting, um, than the, than the white table that you have, the white plastic table you have. So that's, that's a great point too. Outside will give you better lighting and, uh, and, a uh, possibly a more interesting background. Yeah. Cool. At least in so, Florida. Same, um, um, same video videos are the same thing or gifts, yeah. whatever you're going to do. Um, if you are going to take a cell phone video of you describing, I really recommend, um, a tripod or some sort of gimbal device to help have it straight and not be shaky. Cause when it's shaky, people feel uncomfortable, especially if it's a person talking, standing still. And then yeah. the whole time it's going like this, you feel like you're on a boat. Terrible. People don't like it. Now, most newer phones are pretty good at stopping that stuff from happening. Um, but, uh, you know, don't, don't have somebody who's holding a baby, take the video for you. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you know, That's great. um, okay. So the, the next, there's two more. Yep. Um, Let's go through them. Five minutes left in the podcast. Um, so I think we're good. Yeah. Um, add testimonials. I, th- I think this one's great. Um, yeah. Me, me too. And, and, you know, testimonials are good for many other things. Mm-hmm. And I think we actually should do an episode on that. Um, testimonials or reviews um, about the product. I mean, if you're new starting out, you know, maybe you don't have any testimonials to put in there or reviews to put in there. But, um, you know, going back to that kid, you know, you could just ask the kid, Hey, what do you think about this shirt? And they'll be like, oh, it feels great. Then you say the testimonial could be the neighbor kid said these shirts feel great. The neighbor kid said these are great. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's actually better than nothing because it's kind it of- is. And that's and that's kind of what I'm saying. Cause I, I see a lot of our customers when they first start out, they don't have these kinds of things. No, so so testimonials, yeah, testimonials could be from you. Yeah. You know, hi, hey, I'm Anna. I'm the owner of this store. This is my favorite hat. This is my favorite yeah. shirt um, from your customers. So and so said this is the best. Um, it could be direct quotes are great. Um, testimonials could be video if you have somebody willing to go on video and say how much they liked um, the, the uniforms you made for their restaurant, and they can say thanks. Group photos can be testimonials from everyone at that restaurant in a group photo. Um, I like if you that. Have- um, Google reviews or Facebook reviews on your website. And, and I even just put screenshots. If somebody went to your Facebook page and said a really great comment, you can screenshot that, crop it, and then put that on a product page. I, I mean, you could even, the, the uh, you know, we, we did some videos on, we, matching the very important tee, which is a brand, which is a model of t-shirt you can buy on Coleman Company mm-hmm. uh, with the same material in a mask. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it could even be, you know, um, this this pairing was one of the top picks for, you know, the T-shirt manufacturer. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be an industry award. It could be anything that whoever manufactures or makes or sells that shirt says about it could be your testimonial. Yes. And and which leads right into the next one, which is bragging. 
Yeah. And they you have to do that. Both together on purpose because bragging, um, saying a customer was really happy, you know, um, say a, a big a big restaurant was very happy is a great testimonial. And the owner or employees say, you know, how much they love the apparel you made for them is a great testimonial. But it also could be a brag um, and it might separately be a brag. So maybe they did not give you a testimonial specifically, but they're one of the more famous restaurants in your town. Everybody's eaten there. Everyone loves that place. Um, So brag when you can, if a famous person, whether local or global did it. So if the mayor bought apparel from you, you know, this shirt, you know, um, look out for the mayor wearing this shirt because they just bought one. Yeah. I mean, you, and you don't have to, you don't even have to be specific says um, if you're like everybody else and you're, you're out at, the area's favorite burger joint next weekend. Yeah. Look for our custom polos. Yeah, that's good too. You know, I'm name drop when you can, if it's appropriate, preferably yeah. with permission. Um, and when it's not, you can say something a little bit more vague like that. Um, sometimes, you know, that it, it adds more credibility to hire up you. Absolutely. Go. So the Absolutely. mayor giving a testimonial highest yes. video. Right. Then then just saying the mayor did is next with a quote, you know, a a video to most quote would be second. Then just saying the mayor bought it would be next. And then saying the mayor um, then saying some of our most famous politicians locally wear these shirts. So so you want to kind of go up that hierarchy as much as you can in the bragging. So um, bragging could be you have contracts with schools, um, a team that you do sports for won a championship, you know, the shirts or the hats of the winning, you know, uh, baseball boxes, whatever they are. Um, It could be a local church. Um, It might be a big famous brand that everybody knows that you made shirts for a, um, you know, for McDonald's. Maybe they were doing a charity event in your area and they looked for a local place to make some shirts and, uh, and you got that contract. You could say that I made, I made shirts for McDonald's. That's a big deal. Um, And then lastly, um, any online influencer type of people is good too. So if anybody has a really big, um, uh, Instagram account or Facebook account or YouTube, and you happen to have made some apparel for them, it's great because um, uh, if you link out to that and then somebody sees, you know, or sees a video, link out to the video with your shirt, and then they look yeah. at it, million views, like all that is brag, all that can be uh, a nice brag and show people that um, that you're worth buying from. Yep. Okay. So that's the end of the list there. These are the things you should do on every single product page. They're not that hard to do. Um, and you could do all this in, in, you could set up a whole product page like this on a, on a, a like a, on Wix or, or, or Shopify or something like that in, in a couple hours, not even yeah. an hour. You can do all this great. Including taking the pictures. Yeah. 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 Um, but the last kind of um, very lackluster bonus at the end, but it's not part of the things you should do, but you should do always is review these, test them out, repeat them with other products, come back, look at them again in in a month, look at them again next year, you know, um, test different versions on different products or different versions for the same product. But um, this is stuff that we talk about a lot, but but pages can become stale. They're not as relevant. 
Um, the mayor had a really big scandal and now everybody hates the mayor and you you're bragging that the mayor buys your shirts. What did you hear? Um, yeah, you know, right. <laughs> but that's, these are all things that are true. That influencer yeah. might have been um, gotten, you know, gotten arrested for doing something particularly bad. Almost a hundred percent. That's going to, yes. Yeah. But, but, a- but even, but even more commonly, you know, you may just, you're going to be hopefully, I mean, we're, this is the 146th hour of our podcasts. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you're going to listen to more. Mark, your light just went out. Um, and the, um, hopefully you're going to listen to more. So you're going to learn more. So something that you do today after this podcast that you're inspired to do, you're going to look at it in 90 days or in six months or a year, like we do all the time and just go, what was I thinking? I thought that was amazing. Yeah. And it's just, and it's just, it's not, it's not up to your current standards. Yeah. I mean, so, just like, just like how you're just like, not yours, but the person listening, just how your hair looked in 1990. Mm. You know, like it was probably. I, hair I mean, I pretty much have had the same hairstyle. I had hair, <laughs> but but um, you know, nineteen ninety, you might have had a very cool and hip and interesting hairstyle that's not relevant today, and that's that's a much bigger span and difference. But something might be really interesting now, and in how you write it, there might be words or phrases that are funny or interesting or cool or in pop culture now, and then they're just they're old or played out or, or feel, or feel like not relevant anymore. So you should review everything, um, again and again, test, test out new ideas, see how people do it, see how people uh, react to it. And then when things work, repeat them over and over again. So if you have a good formula for a shirt page that works, Christmas shirt, new year shirt, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you do the same exact thing over again. So repeat it and it will work for you. Um, and it'll help. And, and that's what, what we've done with other products before we find, Hey, this works. People like it. They understand it. They respond to it. When they call, they have good thoughts and questions, not confusion, uh, which means it's good. So do it again. Yeah, I and I think that. That you've got a formula for good product pages right now. If you go to some product pages you have now, and look at some of this stuff, especially if you have traffic on your site and you make some of these changes and, and update this checklist, you will see a change in the sale of that product. Yeah, I love that. that that's yeah. great. Um, so again, I love it when we do useful episodes. Yeah, this is practical. So for the, uh, for the three of you that have listened all the way through to the end of the episode, <laughs> uh, which we've seen, that's the data. No, um, for all of you, if you if you want, you know, I'll kind of throw out a challenge today. Okay, is uh, take the ten things that we talked about today and work on one of your product pages. Spend as much time as you need. Make it excellent. Go back. Make make sure you've done everything that you can as well as you can, and then send it to Mark or I, and and we'll we'll give you feedback on that. We'll spend as much time. We'll hop on the phone or we'll do a chat or something like that. And we'll uh, we'll talk through it with you and just make sure that it's the best page it can be. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, and it doesn't you don't have to be a big store. You also don't have to be a small store. So, everybody, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Woo!